Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. 
from the first letter of Paul to Timothy. First of all, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that they may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God, our Saviour, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time. For this I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth, I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. The word of the Lord.
take your bed, sit down quickly, and make it empty. Then he asked another, and how much do you owe? He replied, a hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and make it eight. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewd. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of this honest self, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much, and whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust you with the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters. For a slave will either take the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of the Lord. Hanging out with them and getting closer to them. 
And there you are, right there with those Which brings us to Luke 16, today's gospel. It's finally just Jesus and the disciples and us, alone without all those difficult people. And Jesus tells this story about the dishonest manager, a man who cheated his boss, and then when he realizes he's about to be fired, he calls his boss's debtors in and changes their bills to reflect smaller debts. He does this so that the debtors will help him out once he's out of a job, because as he says, he's not strong enough to dig and he needs to change today. At this point, the disciples are likely feeling pretty judgmental toward this management. They're waiting for the story's end in his demise. How could anyone who is this greedy and dishonest possibly be deemed worthy by Jesus? Now Jesus, as you know, is a great storyteller. And so I bet his timing was exquisite when he twists the story. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. You disciples, you children of light, wake up to the real world. This man was doing the best he could with what he had, and he used all in his power to build up some relational capital for himself. And there you sit, judging him. Just as you have been judging the Pharisees, the crowd, and the tax collectors. Get over yourselves. Ouch. The disciples didn't like this story. We don't like this story. We claim to be the branch of Christianity that is more open-minded, accepting, and non-judgmental than others. But I judge at least five people a day when I'm watching the news, when I'm driving down Route 2, when I'm hearing more from our youth about what we are doing to this climate and the catastrophic situation we've gotten ourselves into, and when I am reading the Bible, I am judging. I judge this manager as a conniving liar who is not worthy of Jesus' support. That's not my call to me. If Jesus says we have something to learn from this dishonest manager, then so be it. But what could that possibly be? Maybe relationship. Maybe wisdom. Maybe breaking out of our illusion that we are the children of light to the exclusion of others. Maybe simply the will to do the best we can with what we've got. Because doing the best we can is crucial right now. We have to do our best with whatever has been entrusted to us. So what are those things? What do we have in our care? For one, the earth. Millions of people went on strike on Friday, skipping school and work, to tell us and our governments that we need to stop and wake up and stop using this planet up. We are on borrowed time. We all need to do the best we can do to save the earth. Two, this church. Our vestry is trying to figure out our budget for next year in a context of depleted resources, where tax benefits for charitable giving have decreased, expenses have gone up, and yet the desire for a robust church We've all got to do the best we can here. People. We have people in our care. The relationships in our homes are crucial and too often fleeting. People all around us are struggling. They need to be seen and heard. They need to be visited, appreciated, and loved. We need to do the best we can for the people in our lives. We have been entrusted with some very important things. Jesus asks us to do the best we can with them. And I'm going to say something for my benefit, maybe a benefit too. Jesus is pretty clear that doing the best we can does not entail watching to see if others are doing the best we think they can. 
watch other people's progress, you then check yourself out. Which brings us back to our thought. Grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. You know where anxiety comes from? It comes from either focusing too much on the actions of other people, or from that feeling that we personally are just not enough. And as Jesus says today, it also comes from serving wealth above God, above earth, above humanity, above love. And how do we truly love heavenly things? By leaning into heavenly things the way we live. And by knowing that we are worthy. Each and every one of us. We are enough. All we're asked to do is to optimize the gifts of our own life for the greater good. Nothing more. Nothing less. No anxiety. Just energy. So when I speak of doing the best we can, I don't mean it in an anxious way. I don't mean that we should get all worried later on in our environmentally friendly coffee hour when we see that there are still some disposable items. I don't mean that anyone should feel bad about not being at the climate strike on Friday or about having to decrease their church pledge or about the fight they have with their family trying to get here this morning. You see, anxiety comes when we focus on not good enough. Our collect asks God to help us steer clear of not good enough and focus on the joy of doing the best plan with what we've got. Focus on the opportunity to be a part of the generation that heals the planet. The opportunity to use our personal resources to be the church in this world. The opportunity to be a force of love in the lives of the people around us. The heavenly joy of doing the best we can every day. Knowing that our God smiles upon us as we put one foot in front of the other toward fullness of life for all. Yes, so in the prophets, we believe. 
we are trying something yet, yet again, something new. And each week there will be one, maximum two, announcements made by people who prearrange with either me or Becky to be the person to make the announcement. And we would love to have each one of you find your turn to make an announcement. And what you will do is you will introduce yourself very clearly. Hi, I'm Nancy Hagner. I've been at Trinity now for starting on three years. I serve as the director here, and the reason that I'm up here today is to tell you that I'm so excited about whatever the thing is. So we're going to have a demo from Nathan about how the new announcement policy works. So pay attention. Sooner rather than later about the 
child care, so don't let that keep you from coming to join in this communal conversation about, um, about what's happening and how we steward our resources of money and energy and people. If you're visiting with us today, we're especially glad you're here. Trinity folks, please extend a warm hand of welcome to all those seated around you. So that's how we get to know one another in the local community. And remember, always remember, that at this table, at God's table, there are no outcasts, no strangers, and no unwanted guests. All are welcome to come and feast at the table of our Lord Jesus Christ, so please do come and be fed. Let us walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself as an offering and sacrifice to God.
death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing his hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
in the name of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. Amen. 